Welcome to the Multifamily Five, where industry experts provide raw information about how they are achieving success in the current market conditions. And now, your host, Dallas-based real estate broker, Mark Allen. And welcome to the Multifamily Five. It's your host, Mark Allen, and today I have Peter Selber from Infinity Power Partners. Peter, how's it going? It's going well. How about yourself? It's going well. It's Friday, heading into the weekend, so looking forward to some downtime with the family. I, I feel you. I feel you. We, uh, we're in a similar boat with the little kids, so uh, I know what weekends look like, or our weekends look like. Well, let's jump into this. Um, if you want to go ahead and introduce yourself to the listeners, uh, maybe you know your background, experience, and then maybe a little bit about your company as well. Sure. Well, first off, thank you for uh, having me on your podcast. I'm very excited. And um, I think it's a great idea, definitely a differentiator for someone in your space. And uh, once again, just thank you. So yeah, I'm uh, one of the managing partners of Infinity Power Partners. Uh, we are located in Houston, We've got an office in uh, Cleveland, Ohio, and we are energy uh, brokers, consultants. Um, you know, we've been referred to as both. Um, really, we're a boutique firm that started in 2010. Uh, my business partner and I Met at a previous employer, uh, and at 26, that's, uh, yeah, I was 26. He was 30. We said, you know what? Maybe we should uh, try to do this uh, on our own before we had wives and kids. And if we're going to take the risk, now seems like the best time to do it. So we started uh, Infinity Power Partners in November of 2011, and uh, one of the first things we did was, you know, we thought to ourselves, well, you know, we definitely we know people. But at some point, we are going to sit across the table from someone that uh, knows more about the subject matter than we do. So we brought in an industry veteran uh, named Ron Fort, um, who uh, helped really legitimize us. So um, he had 30 years of calling the market and being a risk manager. And, you know, day one out of the gates, he says, can I call Baylor College of Medicine? Can I call IBC Bank? And my business partner, I looked at each other and said, yeah, that that sounds like a good idea. So that really kind of helped legitimize us uh, early on. And um, you know, over the years, uh, we, we started dealing, uh, really mainly in real estate, but that's not our, <coughs> excuse me, that's not all we focus on, but really that's our bread and butter. And, uh, we do some unique things, uh, when it comes to the energy management and, uh, procurement, um, you know, equation when it, for, for owners and, uh, management companies. And, you know, uh, from 2010 to, uh, to present day, we've, we've, uh, now got a portfolio of upwards of, you know, 500,000 units and, um, continuing to grow. So uh, certainly the biggest multifamily uh, energy broker um, in Texas, if not the country. And um, it's, it's definitely been a, been a fun ride and uh, been some ups, been some downs, but things are definitely uh, the trajectory is going in the right direction. That's awesome. Congrats. Well, All right. Well, unless you've been hiding under a rock, everyone knows that uh, inflation has been, been a, a challenge uh, for the economy right now. And along with inflation, um, utility expenses are going up. So uh, what is the, I don't know if you want to start maybe back from 2010 and then talk about the current state of the market, but what, what's kind of going on uh, historically in the market and then up uh, today? Yeah. So, I mean, I, I think it's probably most relevant just to speak to, uh, to the Texas market since uh, I know that's really your bread and butter. Yeah, but as I said, we are licensed across the country wherever deregulation, um, yeah, wherever wherever a customer has the opportunity to procure competitive electricity or gas. But you know, deregulation in Texas uh, began 2000, 2001. There was something called price to beat, where basically 
everyone to switch away from the utility, which in, in Dallas would have been the, would have been Encore and Houston Centerpoint. They were your only option prior to deregulation. And it basically said, hey, every customer, you are going to have to choose a competitive supplier. Uh, if not, you're just going to be on this rate, which was price to beat or price to compare. And uh, that's when the fund really began. So, you know, the market was new. Prices, you know, they were obviously cheaper than price to beat. You, know, you get to 2010, things are still going relatively well. Um, so from 2010 to essentially the end of 2019, um, it was a falling market, right? You know, it was offensive, kind of the way we describe it. Owners, management companies, you know, consumers of power could ultimately sign a contract and they could wait till two, three months prior to their, their next contract expiring and you know, they were they were they were they weren't shooting themselves in the foot, right? Everyone was capturing savings. So late 2018, early 2019, um, some inefficient power plants owned by TXU's parent company uh, at the time were shut down permanently. They were coal-fired power plants, and you know that took some baseload generation off the grid. Meaning, you know, we knew those power plants would produce electricity when we needed it, and they would help you know offset. Um, you know, when, when demand increased and supply dwindled, you know, you could rely on plants like that. You started to see more generation be built online, um, you know, built into ERCOT. And a lot of that was intermittent, right? So solar and wind, which you know, renewables are great, but the issue is they're intermittent, right? Mother nature has a mind of her own. And if, she, if the wind's not going to blow, it's not going to blow. And so, you know, you just, you, you can't rely on that for, um, you know, for, for stability, right? Purposes. So, Prices are falling. 2019, you know, we're bullish on the market. Going to 2020, things start to trickle up slowly but surely. And uh, then COVID hits, right? And I think everyone was uh, wondering, is you know, is the world ending type moment? And, uh, you know, am I going to be in business? And so, you know, everything kind of flatlines. Things stay relative. And, and then all hell breaks loose um, February of 2021. I think we all, <laughs> we've all got some horror story with uh, Yuri. Um, but essentially, right, the, uh, a good portion of the power plants in the state of Texas, you know, pipelines for transmission of the fuel that they needed to generate power, those froze up. Um, so that left people in a predicament, right? You, you have people that are trying to stay alive and, and heat themselves in this you know, ridiculous winter storm. And well, the grid just can't handle the demand because there's not enough power plants to, to produce power. And so, you know, it's it's unfortunate back in 2010 or 11, a similar situation happened up in North Texas. Um, you know, similar conversations were had with the Public Utility Commission and with ERCOT and ERCOT manages the grid. Right. So they're the, the Electricity Reliability Council of Texas. You know, and so they uh, conversations were had. No action was taken at that time. If you were buying your power on the index market. Your average, you know, assuming your your billing cycle was day one through day thirty or twenty eight, let's call it, you averaged fourteen cents a kilowatt hour. Fast forward to February of twenty one, the average price per kilowatt hour um, from day one to you know, the end of, end of the month of twenty eighth was one dollar and fifty two cents a kilowatt hour. So I mean, it's pretty staggering, and you know, it it really opened up. Um, put some visibility onto uh, the flaws that uh, that we have with the way the market here in ERCOT is set up. You know, so since that time, um, you know, you, you've you seen additional risk, um, you know, that, that has been put in front of customers that, 
you know, prior to 2019 wasn't really a concern, right? You fix your price, you would, you'd set it and forget it and everything's good to go. I mean, you know, we, we, we heard some horror stories that there was some big real estate groups around town that, you know, had been on index and, uh, you know, they, uh, they got staggering bills, right? I mean, one group budgeted, you know, 700K and got a bill for 15 million. I mean, you know, it's a, it's a very tough pill to swallow. Um, right. So, and, and just to, sorry to interrupt when you say on end, no, you're good. talking just about a variable rate. Yeah. So tracking. two types, yeah, two types of variable rates, variable rate A is going to be, Hey, I'm on a, on a true month to month rate. And the, the provider is going to pre-publish that rate the month before. Right. So God forbid you were on a, a variable rate during URI. That was actually a blessing, right? Because you were on a pre-published rate, you know, called 14 cents a kilowatt hour, 12 cents a kilowatt hour. So had you been buying your power on what they call LNP, locational marginal pricing, which is, you know, power settles at 15 minute increments. So you take the, the, the average of every 15 minute increment over your billing period. And that's what your wholesale price of energy is, right? So that's what settled at $1.52 a kilowatt hour. Um, you know, the month before it may have been three cents a kilowatt hour, right? So it was, unless you could just completely shut down, it was, um, an absolute disaster. I think they said that the, the storm, you know, the estimates were $46 billion worth of, worth of, uh, you know, destruction and damage and cost um, to you know, the, the consumers and then the market in ERCOT itself. So, um, you know, that really, I think opened everyone's eyes and um, you know, there were, there were other horror stories where, you know, there, there are 2000 brokers in Texas, right. That could be someone, you know, electricity brokers, gas brokers, that could be someone that has a relationship with one supplier. It could be, you know, a, a reputable broker consultant, right. So there really are no barriers to entrance, but, you know, what you saw was people who were told or customers who were told they were on a fixed price. And unfortunately, they didn't know what they were reading or looking at. And, you know, this fixed price looked like it was below market back in 2019. But in reality, that broker just had an egregious margin or commission built into that rate. And they, they were actually on an, on an index product, right? So a small portion was fixed, but they were, they were, you know, they were, they were out, they were subject to the volatility. Um, you know, or a broker consultant passed through certain certain components that should have been included in a fixed price, you know, to to selfishly so they could increase their commission or margin and very little visibility or transparency to the client. So, you know, you saw some people that would normally get a two thousand dollar gas bill, uh, sorry, electricity bill, and something called ancillary services, which should be included in a fixed price, were passed through, and they got an eighty thousand dollar bill. Right? I mean. For a small business owner, that's a really tough pill to swallow. So, yeah, yeah, yeah. So, you know, now more so than ever, um, you know, especially with uh, the extreme volatility uh, that we're seeing in the current market, you know, there's there are a lot of factors that are playing into that. Uh, you know, but not, now, now more so than ever, owners should very much pay attention to the contracts that they're entering, um, you know, whether they're dealing directly with a supplier or taking advantage of uh, the services of a, of a reputable broker consultant uh, or a firm, um, you know, they, they definitely should ask questions and, and make sure that they, they know what they're at, they're signing because um, people thought they were safe from, from, uh, you know, apocalyptic type of type events like Yuri. And that just wasn't the case. They just took someone's word for it. So, um, you know, currently we, we definitely have some serious issues here in ERCOT. Um, you know, you've seen a big run up in the price of natural gas. 
um, you know, the administration you know, early a year, year and a half ago, hey, stop drilling. You know, we're going to go, you know, we're going green. And, and now all of a sudden, uh, the unfortunate war um, in Ukraine, you know, Russian Ukraine war, um, has definitely thrown a kink in things, right? You know, Europe is now wanting to find other ways of energy independence and buy less from, from Russia and understandably so. And, um, you know, that has definitely uh, hurt us over in the States in the sense of we don't necessarily have excess gas that's just readily available, right? Gas that used to be flared because there was nowhere for it to go is now being exported overseas, you know, via LNG terminals and more liquid, you know, LNG being liquefied natural gas. More of those will be coming online um, you know, you've obviously got issues with, with weather, you've got severe droughts across the country and, uh, you know, things just keep getting hotter. Right. And then you add more people moving to Texas, you add, you know, more, more, uh, you know, more consumption, more demand to the grid. Uh, and then, you know, going back to the solar and wind, you know, a lot of our generation, we rely heavily on that in West Texas, when the wind doesn't blow and you're relying on that wind to provide power you've got some serious issues. And, um, you know, I think I, I mentioned before our call that earlier in June, uh, the average LNP, so those 15 minute inter- interval reads for uh, it was maybe a Thursday, a few weeks back, the average price for that day was $1.12 a kilowatt hour. Um, the month of June, I think on the index market. So, you know, buying in the 15 minute increments is averaging probably 15 cents this month. So, um, you know, you're, you are seeing, yeah, premium is being placed in, in fixed prices where they, where they historically had not been placed, right? Historically, premiums were in the summer months, right? That's when we use all of our, that's when the demand is the greatest. Well, after, you know, events like Winter Storm Yuri, well, now you're seeing premiums in the winter months, right? And so, um, you know, in 2017, 18, you're seeing fixed prices in the Dallas area in the, in the mid three cent range, right? The, to, to high three cents, you look at those prices today, um, you know, a 12 month rate for an immediate start called an August 1st start might be 11 cents a kilowatt hour. So, um, you know, the market's uh, almost you know, tri- more than tripled, right? A three X, four X, you know, now uh, there's, there's a lot of opportunity if, you know, you're a, you're a long-term holder. And um, as you indicated, you know, with interest rates going up, you know, uh, people who may have had a three to five year holding period might now say, okay, it's seven to 10 years you know, until we pull out of this potential recession. So um, being proactive has historically worked very well, meaning, you know, don't just wait for a calendar, you know, a date on the calendar three months before your contract expires to start looking at you know, your, you know, your renewal op- options. Um, you know, you can sign a contract today that commences 18 months out, right? You're not canceling your current contract. You're just saying, I'm going to put a forward hedge in place. And I think there's value in me executing today because I think prices will continue to go up. So definitely a conversation that you want to have with a trusted advisor. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, there's a reason I'm bringing Peter Selber on today's podcast because, uh, and there's a reason that he has over 500,000 units um, under, under contract with uh, different uh, owners and some of the largest owners. So uh, listen to Peter work with, work with an experienced energy broker like him. Don't go direct. I see that quite often or with an experienced brokers. Um, Peter, what, what about, I mean, just like right now um, in the last you know month or two, 
Uh, are most of the contracts you're negotiating, are they longer term or are they shorter term? What are you recommending? I mean, you know, look, it's, it's, it's always based on, you know, and with, with any broker, I would say, you know, they should be asking the right questions, right? Okay, how long do you intend to hold, hold the asset, right? I mean, is it, is your portfolio one property? Is it 30 properties, right? So the, the strategy is going to differ with each client. Um, you know, some people are still, you know, we're only comfortable with 12 months and we think the, uh, the market's going to move lower. And look, I don't have a crystal ball. That could be the case. You know, we're extremely bullish on the market and, you know, what we, most of our clients are, are executing contracts in the 36 to 60 month range. Um, you know, the reason being that, you know, yeah, we could go price out, look in 2017, 10 year contracts, you were seeing those get done pretty frequently. Well, now if you sign a 10 year contract and, you know, uh, let's just say we're wrong and in three years, the market does drop you got seven years left on that contract and you don't really have much optionality. So there are different methods, um, you know, to take advantage of or options. So if you do a three to five year deal now, okay. If the market drops in year four, okay. I've got another year left on my contract. I can, you know, do what's called a blend and extend as an example, right? Where I I see immediate savings, but I'm, I'm blending my current rate with a future rate. I've got 12 months left on my contract. I'm going to add, you know, two years. Well, now I've, I've extended the term to a 36 month term, but I blended down my rate and I get to capture those immediate savings. So, um, you know, people, clients need to get creative. You know, there, there are other ways to put money back in their pocket. Um, you know, state sales tax refunds and exemptions for, for both power and gas. You know, uh, you'd be surprised a lot of owners don't know that, but the state of Texas, it's a law that um, any residential consumption for electricity or gas is deemed exempt from paying six and a quarter percent. So you have up to four years or as long as you've owned that asset to go back and recoup that. And that could be serious money. Um, now, if you've got like a coin operated laundry machine, that you, you got to pay taxes on that. But for the most part, um, you know, opportunities like that exist. Um, yeah, I mean, individual- we, you, you helped one of my clients. I mean, when you brought that to my attention, I, I was like, well, let me check utility bills. Yeah, and sure enough. I think in just one single year, right? It was like thirty-two thousand. It was a um, it was a pretty good number. Yeah, it was it was it wasn't jump change to say the least. Uh, right. Yeah, that used to be able to buy you maybe like a Honda, but I don't. I mean, with with where we're at today, I'm not sure that we'll get you a Honda. But um, yeah, yeah but if you've got you know, several properties, you know, multiply for sure. By for sure. Yeah, and, and you know, there if you have an individually, you know. Uh, metered property, right? Where the, the res- you just pay the common area or, or for the house meters and the residents actually have the ability to select their electricity provider. You know, we, uh, we have seen a very, very uh, big success over here helping our clients implement strategic um, marketing or ancillary revenue uh, strategies, right? So basically, you con- you, they sign a contract with the supplier and the supplier says, hey, owner, we'd appreciate if you'd market uh, us provider X to your residents. Every time a resident signs up for an electricity plan with provider X, that ownership receives you know, a sixty-five, a seventy-five, an eighty-five dollar, whatever it may be, right? Right. You know, one time, one-time payment. So, um, you know, that's something that we're really beefing up. We we hired a rock star um, lady over here uh, named Ashley Wigan, who that's solely what she focused on with one of the biggest providers in the multifamily space um, prior to joining us. And 
um, her implementing that. Our our clients have you know getting quarterly reports, showing them top performing properties, underperforming properties, and um, you know it, it's real money. I mean, it can offset you know vacant utility costs. I mean, so um, we're, we're doing something else where we've got a partner with the concierge service um, where you know they'll offer a kind of a flat bill to residents um, and then give a twenty percent you know discount or, or credit back to the customer after twelve months if. You know, they projected that the cost was going to be 80 bucks a year and the resident used $60 a year, right? So, you know, and they'll get a $30 bill credit on their, uh, on their bill. And, and this partner of ours manages the entire process. You know, when it comes time to renew, they manage it, right? So, you know, I, I would, there are a lot of opportunities out there. Um, you know, energy efficiency, um, you know, water, obviously conservation, there are companies that will do that sort of stuff. And, you know, two years ago, that might not have been super attractive to owners because, hey, look, the market's hot. I'm going to probably, you know, well, I anticipated holding the asset for five years. Well, guess what? I'm selling it after, you know, after uh, 30 months and, you know, everyone's getting a, a you know, 2x, right, return. So um, things have changed. The market's changing and we're very bullish. And, you know, the next five to seven years are going to be very interesting in Texas. Yeah. So you talked about cost increase. Um, is there anything that an owner can do, you know, if they have a contract that's coming up um, on, on a maturity or expiration here in the next six, six to 12 months, is there anything they can do to be proactive? Yes. Yes. So, you know, a perfect example, we've got a client who's, uh, yeah, they're, they're one of the biggest uh, management companies in the country and, you know, 2019 comes around 2018 and, their contract expires in 2022. Right. And we're like, you know what guys, we think you should really start looking at a forward contract because we are coming off historic lows and, you know, they said, okay, talk to us. And so, you know, we ended up executing, I think in early 2019, um, a forward contract, right. It did. You know, we didn't cancel the current one just when the current expired, the new one commenced. And so 2022 rolls around. Right. And they're at a, Three eight right or point zero three eight per you know per kilowatt hour three point eight cents however you want to however you want to um, uh, put it mm-hmm. well they're to three eight and if they go sign a twelve month today in Houston you're talking twelve or thirteen cents now they can leverage that when it comes time to try to bring on you know some new management opportunity with you know, as a, you know some fee management gig. Uh, from an owner and say, hey, by the way, you know, yeah, you're going to get the best insurance because we're leveraging, you know, our buying power. Oh, by the way, you're going to get to go on a below market, you know, electricity contract. Well, you know, that all adds up. That all helps to tap rate. So being proactive in Texas has historically paid off. And, you know, the volatility on the power curve, right? There's a curve, gas, there are other components that go into it. I won't bore you, but there's a forward curve, right? So, you know, 10, 20 years out will tell you what people think power prices will be. And so, you know, all that volatility is typically in the immediate 12 months of the power curve. If you're up in 12 months, you've already hedged and you have a position in place. And what you really want to want to focus on is, okay, what, what are power prices and gas prices doing 12 months from now? So waiting three months before a contract expires, you know, you're really kind of putting your back in yourself into a corner because, there's not a whole lot of optionality there, right? You're, you're at the mercy of the market. So um, being proactive is key. Um, you know, transparency is key. You know, ask, you know, a- ask your broker or consultant, hey, how are you paid? You know, how are you compensated? And, you know, you'll probably get the answer of, hey, my, my services are free. 
the provider pays us and, you know, they kind of pray to God that you don't ask any more questions. And, you know, I don't know anyone who works for free. And if anyone listening does and they're competent, please send them my way. I mean, you know, <laughs> I, but I, I, I don't know anyone that does that. So, you know, we're transparent, meaning, you know, yes, we, we do build a commission or a margin into the rates that we present to our clients, but we tell them what that is. Right. So, you know, uh, our thought process is if I can't you know, tell you, what my what what my commission is, which might sound crazy, but if I can't tell you how I'm paid, it probably means that you know myself, my team, we're, we're making too much money, right? And so we're in it for the long run. And you know the suppliers, ninety percent of the time, are going to pay that broker uh, their commission, um, but the broker is going to determine what that commission is. So you know uh, those are those are all things that, that we always you know transparency is king, and obviously being proactive and you know thinking outside the box and, and getting creative, right? I mean. You know, what we try to do with our clients is, you know, instead of, you know, let's say you got 30 properties. Well, it doesn't really make sense to not leverage that buying power, right? And it's a pain in the butt to, okay, this contract's expiring and this one and this one, right? And just kind of, it's not the way in our, in our eyes to manage your portfolio. And so what we'll do is, you know, we'll do a master contract for our clients, right? Mm-hmm. All the properties may not start initially at the same day. But we'll we'll have staggered start dates, you know, sign a contract, everything will expire, it's coterminous, you know, so now you've got one start date going forward, and then we'll layer in advantageous contractual language, right, the ability to add or delete properties, you know, um, the out clause upon a sale without penalty, you know, mutual indemnification across every entity, so that's really helped us grow, uh, streamline the process for our clients and, you know, uh, save them time, which ultimately equates to, to money saved. So, um, that's not saying that what we're doing is the, the greatest thing since sliced bread, but it, it definitely has seemed to work. And it's, it's a competitive advantage. And when you throw in the, the sales tax and, and, and the marketing ancillary revenue, um, we definitely think, you know, we're doing something different than the rest because this is a, it's a niche market, right? Multifamily, there's a lot of moving pieces. Yeah. Yeah, you're not going to get that when you negotiate direct just because it's not your expertise. So work with Peter. But all right, so just kind of high level then, you know, you talked about um, negotiating master contracts, your ancillary revenue programs, uh, transparency. Um, You know, we talked about obviously you being an expert in the space. And because of that, you're one of the largest multifamily energy brokers in Texas, if not the country. Um, Anything else you want to you want to talk about or add there? Yeah, I mean, look, I would just say if you're talking to a broker, you know, look, not not every broker, you, know, you may be an owner that you've got the, the the capacity and bandwidth to to manage the process yourself, and there's nothing wrong with that. But, you know, upwards of seventy five or eighty um, percent of of consumers, you know, commercial businesses, industrial businesses are are utilizing you know, a broker consultant in some way, shape, or form. I mean, it's similar to your business, right? Yeah, I mean, I could be an owner of a hundred unit, you know, property and I can try to list this thing off market and I could go in circles, you know, all day long, or I can pay an expert such as yourself a, a, a fair fee or, you know, and, and know that, okay, this is going to be streamlined and, you know, I'm going to get the best price uh, per unit or per, per, per door. And, uh, you know, it's a fair transaction. So, um, you know, ask, ask the brokers consultants, I mean, what, what else can you do besides just give me a best price, best term, right? I mean, you know, you have to have a comfort level with them and, you know, hey, are the suppliers you're putting me with, you know, what's the risk of them defaulting, right? You know, filing bankruptcy because you had a handful file bankruptcy during URI. And if that, if that happens, 
am I protected? Right. And are you going to help? I mean, you know, is it, Hey, let's sign a contract today and I'll hear from you in 30 months, six months before the contract expires. Right. So, you know, the customer service piece is important. You know, how are you going to help me when I, when I'm looking to acquire, or, you know, dispose of an asset? I mean, you know, we've, we've worked on some, some deals together where, you know, I ask some of, some of the people that are, that are, uh, that you're, that you're uh, representing to, you know, Hey, send me, you know, during DD, send me some bills to look at and, I'll say, hey, by the way, assume this. I don't, I don't get paid on that, but that's just the right way to do business. Or I'll say, you know, hey, they're paying the sellers paying sales tax, so underwrite your deal twelve k less because you're going to be marked exempt on day one, right? So, um, you know, just take advantage of of uh, you know experts in, in whatever field they might be, and make sure that uh, as an owner, you know, there's trust there and transparency, and you know, uh, you, you mesh well with whomever you're doing business with. So. That's awesome. Thanks, Peter. I appreciate the time. Uh, what is the best way for listeners to reach out, learn more about you or your company um, or work with you for your service? Sure. So uh, I just want to thank you again, obviously, for having me. And um, it's, it's been fun and looking forward to get together next time I'm up in Dallas visiting the in-laws. But the uh, best way to get in touch would be, um, you, know, you can call my cell phone, 713-419-6828. Uh, you can go to our website www.infinitypowerpartners.com. So I-N-F-I-N-I-T-Y, the word power, partners with an S.com. Uh, or email me at peter at infinitypowerpartners.com. Um, or don't everyone blow Mark up at the same time. Um, Mark also can, can pass along my contact info. But uh, yeah, if you Google me, I'm pretty sure... Um, you know, infinity power partners will come up. Hopefully, hopefully nothing bad pops up, but, uh, <laughs> uh, I don't think that'll be the case. Yeah. I'll put your contact info in the show notes as well. All right. Well, Peter, awesome. thanks again for, for your time and thanks for the update on kind of, uh, I guess the energy market as a whole and yeah. and, uh, you know, some tips for owners to be proactive, um, some additional opportunities where they can create additional revenue, so on and so forth. Um, like you said, uh, if you're in Dallas soon, look me up and look forward to connecting. And Mark, one last thing, you know, just, just, this popped in my head, you know, any, any listeners that are interested in just a free consultation, um, you know, if you reach out and, you know, you let me know that, Hey, I heard you on Mark's podcast. Um, you know, we'll, we'll, we'll obviously not only treat you right, but, um, you know, we'll give you some sort of, of a, of a commission discount, right. Just because, uh, we, we value, uh, the relationship with Mark and, uh, and Gria and think they're a phenomenal firm and, um, you know, we'll, we'll, we'll make sure you're taken care of. Awesome. Thanks, Peter. Thanks, Mark. Have a great weekend. You too. Bye-bye.